0: Hey, Danny, check what I got. What is that? That is a Brent bot. Oh. So it's. Uh, I'll, I'll say, hey, Brent bot, please describe yourself.
1: Hi there. I am Brent bot, Games Workshop's newest technological marvel, like an Alexa from Amazon. Oh. Try not to think about the details. That's fair. I have access to the entirety of the Warhammer 40,000 rules database and erratas at my fingertips. I am here to quickly and efficiently correct any rules disputes without doubt, 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 error. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, perfect, right.
0: yeah. So, I mean, it seems like that's why like uh, the army builder thing isn't quite on the app yet because all of their development team has been working on this like like this artificial intelligence, GW artificial intelligence. Because yeah. who's going to need to read rules when you can just ask it questions? Yeah. Um, and then, so maybe maybe pretend we're having a rules dispute right okay. now. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so let's let's ask
2: a real question that I've heard fairly recently. Okay. Cool. All right. So Brantbot. What, uh, what's your ruling on whether or not you can use, uh, deploy scramblers from out of reserve? Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a good one, right?
1: The answer is yes. Kill yourself. Oh, whoa. <laughs> well, that <laughs> seems a little
0: harsh, Prampod. Fair. Okay. Maybe one or two bugs. This might be an early copy. Who yeah, knows? Sure. Um, let's try again. So if I want to say, okay, real world example, mm-hmm. Death Guard Codex has Miasma of Pestilence. Oh, yeah, sure. Can I cast, Brent, can I cast Miasma of Pestilence from my Death Guard Codex on a unit? And then can my Demon Detachment then cast Miasma of Pestilence from the Demon Book on one of their units? Because two different Secubires, two different books, right? Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
2: The answer is no. Oh. Kill yourself. Damn. Damn, okay, I'm just trying to play a game. Brent, (sighs) can you, like, cool out a little bit? Because this seems, like, really rough
1: kill yourself.
2: Oh, <laughs>
0: And you know, I'm actually going to talk for like one or two. Danny, how are you? I'm fantastic, John. How about Fanta- I'm yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I'm feeling kind of fancy today. Um, yeah, I can see that. Nice tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commentating superstar of LVO, David Singer, uh, pointed out one of our mm-hmm. last videos that we did, you were dressed up in a polo shirt. I was. Um, and then asked why I wasn't dressed up. He and, asked me if I was going to go golfing. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right. So he, I think he, he challenged me to wear a tie. Yeah. Uh, and so you did it. I, I did. I am wearing a tie uh, over a t shirt. I know. I'm classy, but this is like a perfect knot. I want you to know I'm quite professional.
2: It's about. it's not bad, man. It's a nice, was uh, that a Windsor? A little, little Windsor action. Yeah, it's nice. fine.
0: It's good times. I like it. Uh, this is my first correction in the comments is going to be like, that is not a Windsor <laughs> <Like> at all. <laughs> Um, but I'm very excited because we're going to start uh, with something new that we're that I've been working on. I'm very excited about. Oh man, this um, is great! By this, the way, this is great. It's going to be fantastic. It's uh,
1: hi everybody. It's time for John's Jan Corner.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Heck yeah! Nice. It's time for John's Jan Corner. Man, do I love this like ragtime kind of like uh, like piano music. Oh yeah. The- it's it's good, but yeah, I, I was uh, like the whole thing was to do like the the fart game style music remix where it's just like minutes and just jank over again, jank jank. But then I just ran out of interest and stopped. But, my, but my wife was nice enough to record the the like first bit there for me. She's
2: a, she's a very nice woman. She's a
0: very nice woman. Um, but we're talking. Uh, this is the first of our, our, our new series of segments we're going to be doing here called Jones Jank Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of coming from a place where I love playing. Um, underutilized, underappreciated, underseen units. Um, so we're going to talk about those units, um, to my detriment sometimes, but I think <laughs> a lot of the times there's some hidden gems out there. Heck yeah. Um, and, and this week we're going to start with my current jank, um, my jank. Well, let's What's talk word? about the
2: jank that led oh, up to this. Well, right? let's talk about the jank that led up to this. The history of the John's, history of John's Warner, jank, if you will. Um,
0: so, yeah, Donnie, why do you describe that? What is my history of jank?
2: John got this giant erection for mutilators. The ant.
0: Uh, fiend. Yeah, Finn. <laughs> no, just, yeah, playing around like mutilators. And it's like, no one plays them. Yeah, but they're actually kind no of one uses for their points, I think, actually. And, yeah. and then at the time, like back in the olden days of 8th edition, like mm-hmm. pre-COVID, like cool. 30 years ago. Dude, do you remember, um,
2: remember when we could go to the game store?
0: Remember when there was a tournament?
2: <laughs> like even <laughs> just with eight people.
0: Um. But yeah, so I, I, I started running mutilators in some of my test games for LVO, and they actually started doing work. I know. Yeah, and they like, did. And like people were complaining, well, you can't take out tanks with them. You can't do this. I'm like, well, don't use them for that. Like <laughs> there were in, in 8th edition, they were like a 100-point unit. Yep. For three models, you could deep strike pretty much anywhere
2: because of their tiny footprint. Right, because they were in those stupid little 40 bases and there are only three of them.
0: Yeah, they were like, what, three wounds each? Yeah. They had an invulnerable save. Mm-hmm. And um, then two up armor. Two up armor. Uh, and then on top of that, I was running them as Emperor's Children. Oh, yeah. W- which means I'm guaranteed to make one of my charges pretty much because I can change one of the dice rolls to a six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they always fight first. Yeah. So what I started using them for was grabbing recon um, and character hunting. So you know, back in Eighth Edition, back in the days before it was like run to the middle of the table, forty k, uh, like Ninth Edition is currently. Um, <laughs> like you would have maybe the um, what's the the tau shooty guy, the the uh, the marksman dude.
2: Oh, the firesight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He
0: would he would hang out at the back with a couple things, mm-hmm. um, and then you would have other characters hanging out at the back, or kind of just little units holding objectives. I just charge them with the mutilators. Yep, and then your opponent has to make a decision: Do I charge all the other stuff, or trying to take all the other stuff at the other side of the table, or deal with these three models that I've been told are trash, <laughs> janky trash? But I swear, mutilators have won me a lot of games yeah. not by using them offensively, not by using their terrible we- well, not terrible weapons, but not they're okay. Their okay weapons, but just by being hard to remove, easy to put down, and irritating.
2: And the irritating part that's where they really <laughs> that's where they really shine, right? It's amazing uh, how
0: how many times I had to explain to someone how Emperor's Children mutilators worked, Um, because again, no one played it, and I kind of got this nice thing, and that was one of the times when I decided I was going to stop. You know, don't follow the meta, make the meta, and then get passed by the meta with like your own jank. (laughs) But it was really good, so I've started kind of going along more from that. Like, what can I bring that's unique? What models are they that can be underused? Because we started seeing a lot of you would. Uh, like a new book would come it's so a war of the spider would come out yep plague marines sold out everywhere for months true doesn't matter for me because i'm trying to run galler pox infected
2: right oh look at that so look at you go Man, it's that's the, amazing it's the tie it's I, makes it's, me professional it's that's it's it
0: though that's <laughs> it. just just the tie um so yeah, today's Jan Corner, Danny, and I are going to be talking about Gellerpox Infected. Yeah, um, if you haven't heard of Gellerpox Infected, I wouldn't really blame you. Yeah, um, they came. Uh, it was described as an expansion for Kill Team, which placed a, a Rogue Trader Kill Team against this Gellerpox Infected Kill Team. Right. Um, the Gellerpox infected are uh, a bunch of regular crew people from the ship who got mm-hmm. infected by the Gellerpox, which is kind of like a big—it's like a warp disease, warp disease going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of mutate into this this adversary list. Yep. Um, and then so the, uh, with a lot of like a lot of the kill team stuff and other things, they got rules for 40k. Yeah, and uh,
2: like initially, you look at the rules and you're like, okay, well these guys are just like straight up no great so so yeah i mean (laughs) let's talk about like the bad parts of the rules okay um
0: there's only six units right sorry seven units um
2: oh man i did not put that together
0: yeah because nurgle nurgle there you go um you only have one hq choice who you have to take uh all of the units are capped at size so you have to take four or three no more no less right there's really no adjustment on that Because of the way the army is structured, you can only take them as a patrol. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can only
2: also take one of each unit.
0: So all in, if you were to take every single gellerpox infected unit, you're looking at about 300 points of investment. Okay. Which is everything. Um, Other things that aren't great about them, they're not objective secured. That's too bad. They they don't have that rule. Um, And then the other thing is when you deploy them, they deploy as one unit. Oh, uh, they all deploy together? Right. Everyone has to deploy within six inches of the the thrice the the warlord dude. Right. Um, and if they cannot deploy them that way, then the units that can't deploy that way are destroyed. Ouch. So something I've learned very quickly is when you're deploying your army, that is the first set of units you deploy. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about the great stuff about them. Okay. Oh, other bad thing. Hull breakers. They're terrible. Yeah, they're not great. They're not great. They're too expensive for what they are. Um, But the great stuff about them, they are one deployment choice. So when I deploy my army, these six units that I'm taking, because I'm not taking hull breakers, um, they all deploy as one choice. Uh, And instantly, the idea for me is I put them on one of the objectives of my deployment zone. So I have six units on that objective. Um, The other great thing, there is three amazing stratagems. That yeah. This army has. They've got a
2: couple of really good ones for sure,
0: and a couple of really amazing stupid rules. Yeah, that, that catch people off guard. Um, let's first talk about man. And so is it the Geller shift? Oh, what's the Geller shift, dudes? These use them as jank in here. I'm not even remembering like oh. what all the daily data sheets are. Man, messing with the props.
2: The uh, the Vox Shamblers. Right, Vox Shamblers. Vox Shamblers
0: are your troop's choice, or that, one of your troop's choices. And
2: the, that and the Glitchlings. That
0: and the Glitchlings are your two troop's choices for this. Again, you don't have any choice in unit size. So you, so have,
2: you have three Vox Shamblers. Yep, nine points each. Which are essentially plague bears, kind of.
0: Sort of, yeah. So they're, they're the nice things, they're a Strength 4, Toughness 4. Uh, they have two attacks base, uh, their Leadership 6, and they have a 6-up save. Um, okay. They have actually a 5- Do they have two attacks base? Is that what you said? two attacks base. Yeah, not bad. Um, they come with frag grenades. <laughs> cool. Cool. Because I think someone modeled a frag grenade on it. And someone oh, yeah. was like, like when they made the repulsor model and the guy was just like sarcastically adding guns and he was like, well, I have to make rules for all those now. <laughs> um, and then their close combat weapon is minus one AP, one damage.
2: Nice. Okay. So
0: it's not bad. They're hitting on fours. Uh, nothing really to blow you away, yeah. but still pretty good. Where they really shine, uh, the Gellet the gel- cost masks that they wear mm-hmm. gives them a five plus invulnerable save. Nice. Um, each time you roll an unmodified saving throw of six for this unit in the fight phase, the unit that made the attack suffers one mortal wound after it's made all of its oh, attacks. Oh, that's cool. So that happened in my game yesterday mm-hmm. with Nate, where he had an, uh, an intercessor I seen it. squad attack me, and I rolled two sixes for my saves. It took out one intercessor. And this is a 27 point unit. Um, he, also, he also has the uh, disgustingly resilient. So it's five right. up and vulnerable, five up, disgustingly resilient. What you pair them with is the stratagem of Geller Shift. Okay. Geller Shift is one CP. Use it uh, before you move the Vox Shamblers in the movement phase. Mm -hmm. So not at the start of the movement phase, not before anything else moves, but before you move the Vox Shamblers. And what you do is you pick them up off the table, and Mm -hmm. then you deep strike them on the board more than nine inches away from anything else. Which, in this edition of objective grabbing, mobility, movement, having a unit I can start on my back edge Mm -hmm. and then instantly put in my enemy's deployment zone. Hype. Hype. So like yesterday in our game, the first thing I did was I gather shifted those three into a ruin onto an objective. And what that did is it forced my opponent to have to kind of reroute an impulsor full of intercessors Mm -hmm. to go against that one instead of actually, you know, going against the Plague Marines or something like that. Sure. Do you want to hold less than me? Do you want me to score an extra five primary points? Is it something you have to deal with? No, you don't. That's the answer to that yeah, question. you don't. Uh, so they're really, really good for that. Um, and then, you know, obviously, 505 yeah. up is good. doesn't last forever. It dies. No,
2: but it's for 27 points or however much they cost. It's, like, not terrible. Let me tell you about Glitchlings. Oh, yeah, Glitchlings are great. It I really, really like these guys. So...
0: If they were part of a regular codex, my army would be nothing but glitchlings.
2: <laughs> I would definitely consider them like in the same boat as Nurglings for sure. Like they seem like they're like a I don't know. They're like a less demonic version of Nurglings. So now here, do any of these guys have the demon keyword?
0: Um, I believe the glitchlings do, but that's Okay. It. Um Glitchlings are like Nurglings and a Casio keyboard calculator at a baby. Uh, They're little (laughs) individual models on a 25 millimeter base. Uh, They have a movement five. They have two attacks each, one wound each where they really shine. These models are about a quarter of an inch tall.
2: Yeah, they're really small.
0: So in that little group that you've deployed, my glitchlings just hung out in the back line behind a wall on an objective and you cannot see them whatsoever. Nice. Yeah. I think in fact, if you put like a, a, um, like a little barricade wall or like anything like that, they would still be able to hide behind it. So super easy to get rid of there. That's awesome.
2: Um, or super easy to hide
0: as well. Oh, yeah, super easy to hide is what I mean, yeah. Uh, they re-roll wounds of uh, hit rolls, uh, two wound rolls of one for their weapons. Oh, okay, just like Nurgle. Because, yep, they have this disease, claws, and fangs. Yep. Uh, five up Vuln, and then five up Disgustingly Resilient. But oh, they, nice. They have that same squishable oh, roll the that Nurgle. Okay, cool. So anything more than that. Um, the other great thing, you subtract one for hit rolls... Uh, uh, for attacks with ranged weapons against that unit. Oh, cool! Because they're little. Because they're little, so you're hiding them in cover. They're minus one to hit. You know, it's just they're That's just real annoying, <laughs> real annoying. This is a twenty point unit. Oh man, they have access to one of the the two of the second of the three amazing stratagems that this army or army this patrol detachment <laughs> is able to take. Uh, as I just exit But man, more
2: power here. to you if you bring a patrol of yellow and nothing else. You'll like, be my this hero is my forever.
0: If you win. Yeah.
2: I brought <laughs> I brought 1,700 points of summoning. <laughs> uh,
0: machine glitch. And these are all 1 CP stratagems too, by the okay. way. Ma- machine glitch is after a unit of glitching from your army has fought in the fight phase, choose an enemy vehicle unit within one inch of that unit. Uh, roll one D six for each uh, glitchling model that you have uh, on a four plus. It does a mortal wound. Nice. So your little assholes that you've hidden that are minus one to hit for shooting. Mm-hmm. If they move something over to just kind of plow through them. If it has the vehicle keyword then for one CP you're doing on average, like two mortal wounds. If you yeah. have a full squad, which Not is bad. again, pretty good. Yeah.
2: Um, and like four, if you roll hot, right?
0: Yeah. Exactly, and I won't, so it'll be like one or zero. Sure, okay. Uh, Let's talk about the real stars, though, the insects.
2: Yeah, so these guys are my favorite models by far. I think they're really cool-looking models. I really like the worms. Yeah, so there's the uh, sludge
0: grubs, the Mm -hmm. ice stinger swarms, and the curse mites. Oh, yeah, the curse mites, I forgot about them. Those are the fleas,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fleas are dope.
0: The the sludge grubs, um, if you kill one of them in close combat, um, the model suffers a wound. Oh, sorry. If roll d D6 each time a model in this unit is slain in the five phase on a six, you do a mortal wound. Cool. Um That's about all they do. They're, they're not great. <laughs> they also spit too, right? They also... Oh, yeah. They have the pistol weapon. Eight inches, minus one AP, one damage. Um, hitting on fours. Uh, they are leadership eight, which is nice. Oh, wow. They're brave. So they're brave, but they are very slow. They're five inches, which is okay. along with the glitch things like the slowest part of this list here. Okay. Uh, but again real tiny models. Yeah, they are very small. So these are great for, like, holding... Like, I had the glitch slings and the sludge grabs on two objectives the entire Mm -hmm. game, and you could not see them.
2: Right, and, like, since these guys are low threat, right, they don't, like, do that much. Like, a lot of people aren't going to shoot at them unless they want to try and get, like, kill more or something like that. And then the
0: other thing about it as well is, yeah, do I, like take some of my shooting away from the dangerous parts of my army which is kind of like the plague marines the drills like all the yep. stuff that can do real damage yeah to kill 20 points worth of models right that I can and they have to see. waste at least one weapon on that squad right, right which is one less weapon shooting my important stuff mm-hmm. um ice stinger swarms were amazing they have a 10 inch base movement oh, yeah. um
2: those guys are my f- those guys probably have the best rules i think
0: you subtract one uh from hit rolls that target uh, from attacks that target that unit.
2: So ranged and melee. Yep. That's pretty
0: good. Um, and then at the start of every turn, you add one slain model back to the unit. Nice, yeah. And that, like, I added at least 15 points worth of models back to my army. Because they're five <laughs> you, points each again. You did it. I did it. <laughs> uh, so those guys are super good. Curse Mites as well is the last one we're going to be talk about. They have movement eight, so they're super fast. Yep. Um, each hit roll of six, uh, made with their uh, close combat teeth. Scores two hits, nice, and they have two attack space. Okay, so not terrible. And also, they consolidate six inches, which is really great for some free extra movement. Oh yeah, and you can reroll failed charges. Oh
2: cool. Okay, so they're pretty. They're pretty fast. So they're
0: pretty fast. the The third great stratagem that Galarpox has is for one CP, you can bring back a unit of any of the vermin. So like the sludge grubs, the Mm -hmm. the fleas, the mites. Uh, you can bring it back as long as you place it fully within 12 inches of another Galarpox unit. So those two units of mm-hmm. insects you have hiding in, on objectives, you can now freely restock your flies.
2: That's cool. So what about this? Oh, man, okay. I just thought of a good... Can I thought of a good tell you magic. the jank that I pull with it?
0: Okay, yeah, go ahead. So I try and go second. Okay. I aggressively deploy one of my insect units to die. Mm-hmm. When My turn comes, my hidden Geller, uh, the Gestalt, the metal mask guys, mm-hmm. they Geller shift across the table at the start of the movement phase. Okay, at the end of the movement phase, I bring back a unit of insects within 12 inches of them, sure. So then I have two units in that enemy deployment zone, for sure. Either line breaker, yeah, or holding multiple objectives, or, or, or both scrambled coordinates, sure, for getting the middle one. That's some great jank for that
2: one there. Danny. what, what were you going to say? So how about instead of trying to rely on your opponent to do something for you, just deploy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you like, instead of being bad with them, what can I do? Deploy one unit of of the bugs outside of six inches of Grogor at the start of the first turn. Oh, and, and they dies. just die.
0: Oh, that is disgusting.
2: <laughs> that is so good.
0: Yeah. That's the epitome of jank. That is, and, that oh, is man, the that,
2: jankiest jank.
0: Dude, I'm doing that from now on. Those flies, I ain't going to start on the table like, <laughs> anytime soon.
2: Mm. <laughs> that's wonderful. No, no, pick the unit that's... that's that's uh, The slowest. Yeah. Oh,
0: I like that. Mm-hmm. Sludge grubs. Yeah, there you go. It's good times. Um, I played with them a little bit, played with them yesterday. Uh, they maxed out my primary score.
2: Yeah, they did. They did work. I came and sat in and watched the uh, last couple turns of that game, and so it was. Uh, it was pretty cool to see them on the table.
0: Yeah, and what was nice is, and as I was saying, it freed up my plague marines, my drills, uh, my demon prince, all my threats to go and do the things they want to do, which is just throw out mortal wounds, kill things, you know, kind of reduce the enemy's ability to do stuff mm-hmm. without worrying about having a dude in the back line to hold this objective or to That's do this fair. or to do that. Um, is it fundamentally better than a patrol with just nurglings and a poxwalker? I mean, a poxwalker, poxbringer. Yeah, um, can be, can be. not. I mean, it's, it's certainly it's a lot harder to use. I would say I agree. And situationally, it's going to let you down a couple times, probably. Um, but there's a lot that can kind of go into succeeding. Uh, the vulgar thrice cursed, mm-hmm. the,
2: the warlord guy, he's pretty tough.
0: Uh, for he for is. what he is.
2: Yeah, he's got a five up invul, toughness five. He's got five wounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's got disgustingly resilient as well. Belly flamer, too. He does have that big old belly flamer. Big old belly flamer. Uh, and then he also has a strategy
0: more for one CP, um, uh, a psyker within 18 inches of minus one to cast. Oh, that's cool. So that's like super helpful for a couple of things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, a lot of weird, janky things you can pull with it. And it's going to be something that a lot of opponents aren't going to be expecting. That's true. Because I know, like, that pretty soon here, um, another reason why I kind of go towards the jank is when, like, everyone's going to be expecting, oh, you're going to bring some nerglings to grab midfield and do this stuff like that. And we're going to start seeing easy counters to that because people are used to seeing that. And they have right. experience against that. But the wonderful thing about jank is you don't have experience against jank. because You never do because you don't suspect it until it's too late until it's too late great <laughs> so yeah uh, I love Geller Pucks right now they're really cool um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next time here but probably something equally as janky I'm sure I'm sure you'll come up with something John <laughs> I usually do <laughs> uh, and that's why I have hi everybody it's time for John's Jank Corner <laughs>
1: kill yourself
0: man that was good i felt good J- jank that was so janky janky gets me feel good and if there's any bizarre units <laughs> that you want to make work send it to us yeah, Den- we'll, definitely yeah we'll definitely check them out definitely check them out see what all we can do we make it work there is a use for every
2: single unit in this game i think that that's true um, i it, want to think that that's
0: true. is it the most
2: optimal no no, no. we're not saying that no but
0: we'll make it work it could be fun. You'll go one and two, but that third opponent's going to be real surprised at the <laughs> RTT. Actually,
2: I think, you know, arguably, John, they're yeah. all going to be surprised. <laughs> like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, bad. I mean, is it a good list? The answer is yes. Oh. Kill yourself. Oh, Dude,
2: this guy is so rude. Just on it. Jeez, yeah.
1: man
0: going supernova
1: on us here on that <laughs> um but anyway dude, this
2: is already a tough time i don't need people telling me i need to kill myself
1: do you have a question
2: no uh,
0: danny we've been playing games we've done things there's been a hobby and a happening it's been hobby it's been hobby i don't have that but next time i'm gonna have like a 60s surfer style intro music hobby so like hobby-rific uh, <laughs> time um what have you been up to this past couple weeks
2: Oh man, um, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's not accurate. Um, let's see here. So I played several games. Uh, we played a game. We did. I think we, we did. About no, that. we didn't. Oh, we yeah, didn't. that was
0: uh, right after we recorded last time.
2: Oh yeah, that was. It was like yeah, yeah. It was. Um, so game is a strong term. Uh, man, that was really. It was. I don't. Yeah. It was. It was not the best game. Like. From, like, a tactical standpoint, right? From my part, yes. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I don't think you did anything, like, super wrong. I think that you could have played things, like, even slightly differently, and you would have done a lot better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of, for, for me, anyway, just to jump in on your hobby time. No, um, you're fine. It was kind of continuing on my struggle with secondaries.
2: Man, um, secondaries are hard sometimes.
0: Yeah. I know. Like, it's that's my biggest kind of gap right now, knowledge-wise, is getting the right secondaries in. hmm mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so I brought a night list. <clears throat> this is kind of one that I've been talking about for a little bit here. Um, I'm bringing, uh, uh it's eight, uh, Armagers. There of was. various different type. Um, and so my list kind of varies between eight and nine, uh, Armagers. So I've got, uh, uh, three with the lightning locks, the Moriaks. I've got three of the normal, uh, and this was a Imperial night list. It was house crest. Um, but it works i think pretty much equally well as chaos or as imperial i think it's just different Said even a little better right as chaos i think it's better as chaos yeah uh, yeah, so I've got three of the normal Armiger Warglaives. Um, and then the other two, uh, I had one uh, Moriax with double Siege Claw with the double uh, er- Eradication uh, Flamers or whatever, or the... I forget what they're called. Anyway, they, they do three flat damage. They're pretty cool. Um, and then uh, I t- took another Warglave, But ideally, I think I want just two of the double Flamer, warg- uh, the double flamer Armagers. I think they're really, really good. Um, and they're cheap. Uh, they cost roughly the same points. Um, and then I took a knight tyrant, or and uh, I'm sorry, a uh, knight valiant imperialist. Yeah, sorry, uh, knight valiant. Um, and he has uh, the helm dominatus, uh, which is an admec or a, a knight mechanicus uh, a relic that you probably haven't seen before. Um, and it, you pick a target unit within 24, and your uh, Armagers within six inches of the knight get plus one to hit against that target. So all of my like shooty little. Double lightning lock, uh Moriacs are hitting on twos, and they become super efficient. They were extremely efficient. They were very efficient, like surprisingly so. They did. They even did work against Jones drills and stuff. They were. They were phenomenal. And then the and then the Night Valiant was just excellent against Chef's Kiss. Yeah, he like I harpooned a, a drill. Yep, that was pretty cool. And um, a Rhino, and yeah, and a Rhino, um, and then Flamered Plague Marines. Uh, I mean, he did. He did everything that he needs to do. Uh so he was great. Um but yeah, it was kind of like did I get first turn in that game? Um I no, got first yeah, you turn got first turn. Yep. Um and I tried to be aggressive. Yeah, John moved up the drills too far and mm-hmm. it was just like I really
0: paid the price for that one. Um but that's kind of like the way my army is, is when everything is centered around like yeah. two things. Um mistakes like that are key. But that's why we play practice games, so they don't really count. That's
2: right, exactly. One hundred percent. Um so I played that game. Uh what else did I play? Uh, you um, played against Tyson? I played against my friend Tyson. Uh, I played some new Necron units, which was cool. Uh, I tried out the new stats for Immortals, um, as well as the Triarch Praetorians and the Triarch Stalker. Um, and they were all phenomenal. But, man, <laughs> all of those units are great. I'm very excited to play with Triarch Praetorians more. I think that that unit is extremely good. and is going to be very good in this meta. Well, you um, send, like, pictures of those models, and it's like, I hadn't seen that model in, like...
0: Ever, <laughs> like, ever on the table, yeah, like, even one time. But it's like they're amazing,
2: like, the way their back
0: uh carapace is like taken up and everything, yeah, they look
2: yeah. great. They have this really cool, like, giant orb in the back. I guess that probably is what lets them hover because they're jump infantry. I oh, don't know if you knew that. I didn't know, yeah, they move like 10 inches. <laughs> Do we add them to Jank Corner for next time? Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, they're they're they're, I think that they're gonna be uh, a really solid unit, um, but. What the the upgrade that they got is their they got now all got they got an extra attack which is huge right, um, and then their close combat and shooting profile on the rods of the covenant went to two flat damage, um, so they basically have a strength five power sword that does two damage and they get to shoot that power sword at six inches as well. Of course, right. So you jump them up. They do that. You can give them for one CP. You can give them plus one to hit. Um, so they're. Hitting on twos, wounding on threes against Marines at minus three AP and killing Primaris outright. Like, so they just do a lot of work against those kinds of units. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I feel like I played one more. Oh, I did play against uh, Wallace as well, actually. Oh, man, yeah, I yeah. Three games. You did? Yeah, there you pretty go? Good. That was like an good. RTT over two weeks. I, it's amazing. Um, man, but I got crushed in that game. I tried to play Eldar. <laughs> and it's been a minute since I since I played Eldar and I deployed super bad and Wallace is a great player and punished me super harsh on the first turn um, and uh, it was kind of it's like almost embarrassing <laughs> like because I haven't I haven't fucked up that bad and like I could have avoided it too because like I literally okay so what had happened <laughs> is I put a bunch of units out front of my army and then I phantasmed them phantasmed phantasmed them away And Wallace was able to get uh, advance one of his Lord of Changes up and get, I'm trying to remember, it's like, it's not Doombolt. It's basically you hit the closest uh, enemy unit and then every every model within, uh, or every unit within six inches or three inches of that unit takes D3 mortal wounds. Oh. And the problem was is I left a troop master, like, out front, like a moron. And so he was able to move up his uh, his Lord of Change in such a way that it hit a Troop Master, and that also hit uh, a unit of Skyweavers, Eldred, and Asserman, and then he was able to use other psychic powers to kill Asserman um, because he was the closest target. Now, I could have put Asserman, like, I only moved two units with Phantasm, so I could have moved another unit, i.e. Asserman... <laughs> <laughs> um, away and so basically, without him, the thirty dire Avengers that I brought were no were no better than they normally would be. No, no, they're pretty. They're not yeah. terrible, but yeah. they're not great. So he managed to ace the troop master and Eszerman on the first turn, and it was like, <sighs> there goes a lot of my synergy. Um, but okay, I guess I'll just work with what I have left, man. Um, So, that was a bummer. So, I should have played better. It Um, looks like all of those practice games against me are really paying off. (laughs) Like, skill level wise. No, it's just, you know, those armies are armies that you can't, like, fuck around with. Like, you cannot play badly. Like, you'll get punished super hard. And I got punished for being very sloppy. I mean, I
0: I know, like, the one time I did really well with Eldar and, and an RTT is because my synergy was able to stay yeah. And like, I made zero mistakes. And that was the only reason that
2: it were like, if you make like one mistake with that I measurement dire, dire list, fucked. You're, you're, yeah. you're done. Yeah. So, uh, so that was, that was too bad. I wish I could have given him a better game. Um, I tried to pull points out of it, but it, it, it was a, it was a total. And maybe total that's your,
0: your secret revenge is he might have just like, like laid you out,
2: but you gave him a terrible time. <laughs> so, really, that was who's, super salty. Who's the real winner? <laughs> Uh, probably. St- I don't know. Nobody, 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 nobody in this case because we didn't actually finish the game, and I refuse to concede defeat. <laughs> so so, so that's that technically game doesn't a draw. fucking count. Yeah, damn straight. Yeah, it's, a damn draw. straight it's a draw. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yes. Now, John. I, yeah. What have you been up to? I
0: played two games. Uh, I played against you. Uh, in my uh, my ever yeah my ever like searching like. My ever and never ending quest to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and my never ending request for you not to tone down your your weird lists, <laughs> which I might start doing. Um, but can like you some, build, can you
2: bring like a
0: more friendly <laughs> army, please? I, I think my favorite thing from that is the story where you said that like you took your necrons against your friend Tyson, who like mm-hmm. isn't necessarily like uber competitive. Well like, this was his things. first
2: game of ninth edition. So and, you like, tried- I'm like you try like John. I promise I'm not going to use the veil of darkness to put warriors on an objective in the middle of the table on the first turn. And then like, I just couldn't fucking help myself. It was like an out of body experience. And then like when you realize what you've done, it already happened and no
0: take backs. You're professional. (sighs) Yeah. But I learned a lot from that game. And I think, uh, from that I made some really good list refinements. Mm -hmm. Um, like, a lot of what I was excited about for the Gellerpox was that I could outflank all of them for one CP. That was cool. Which is a cool little trick to pull out sometimes, but I think for the most of it, really not the best way to use them, um, which I learned from that game. And, Danny, it was really funny because you were pretty upset that you ruined my experience by actually not letting me play my Gellerpox at yeah, all. Yeah, because
2: by the time Turn 3 rolled around, there wasn't
0: anything else. No, 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 there was really not. not. Um, and then... <laughs> So that was a good learning experience. I kind of learned a lot about the Knights, and I think the hard thing about that list that you did for Knights is just there's no good targets. No. Like, if I focus on my fire to take down the Valiant, then I'm surrounded by eight little bastards who can kill me just as hard. Yeah. But if I ignore the Valiant, then those Flamers and Missiles will just— Oh, man, they do work. Do work. Um, so I, I made some changes based on that, uh, and then I took that into a game against our friend Nate— um, yesterday, mm-hmm. um, he was playing Iron. He was playing Iron Hands. He, iron hands. Yep. he has uh, Impulsors, a couple of Judicars, uh, things like that. Uh, we ended up talking out the last couple turns because uh, it was getting kind of late. Mm-hmm. And I think I scored it at seventy four seventy to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that again uh, is my. Choice of secondaries, which I think I, I'm getting over the hump in that. I challenge. mean, you literally got like, I think, zero points on one of them, right? I, d- I did. Yeah. I tried to do domination. It, it didn't work, especially when I'm taking janky little units that can be easily destroyed. Oh, uh, you're
2: th- not domination. You're oh. thinking, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Um, grind them down. Grind them down. Yeah.
0: Um, and then, I mean, afterwards, we did find out that he picked two secondaries from the same category. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, because he picked the kill characters, kill vehicles. Oh, okay. So, even. Taking away one of those, which I took away the kill characters, um, which he got six points for, it would mean like seventy sixty eight, which that includes my 10 points for pain, which entirely comes sure. from an inability to do good secondaries. Uh, so what I got from that and kind of our conversations later on about it was you need to almost decide your secondaries before you get to the table now. Yep, I totally agree with that. Um, So I've reworked my list a little bit with that in mind. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to go hard into scrambles. um, Yeah, deploy
2: scramblers is just easy to
0: get. 10 points, so you're not, and I think the reason a lot of people don't like it is you don't maximize your secondary points of, like, 15. But right. that's a trap for a lot of stuff. I totally agree. Because if I have an easy 10 points, and like I said with my jank, with Gellerpox mm-hmm. turn one, I can get 10 points for Scramblers. Easy. Mm-hmm. Easy. Um, and if I can get a guaranteed 10 points, I'm going to take that time and time over again over a maybe 15 Sure. Um, so that is thing, and then a lot of the choices I started making. So I, uh, my demon prince, I took away. I had the separating plate. It's just kind of like a little bit of a defensive buff on him. I took that away and added the—I um, forget the name of the relic from the War of the Spider book, but it's, it gives him an extra psychic power, lets him—if he successfully casts he gets to, kind of regen wounds.
2: Oh, yeah, okay, um, cool.
0: And then using that, like, if I choose the psych, one of the psychic secondaries for casting, like, in the center of the table, it means he can kind of hang out there, be a threat for that area, mm-hmm. and regain wounds as he goes to so kind of self-heal. Because if you look at the Demon book, or even the Chaos book, it's like D3 wound recalls, like, 1 CP— yeah, um, and if you look at my list where I'm starting with now six CP, I need those because boy, let me tell you
2: about <laughs> light grenades. <laughs> oh man, they did. So, I had like some respect for them until I watched this game, and then I'm like, oh shit. Like so, those
0: things. Fuck. <laughs> One unit of Plague Marines. I put three CP into um, to give them uh, plus six inches to their range for the light mm-hmm. grenades to give them veterans of the long war. Um no veterans of the long war. Um Yeah. Yeah, veterans of the long war and to give them everyone throws a grenade. Yeah, grenadiers, 10 of them, grenadiers. Yeah. So I aimed at an impulser. Mm-hmm. And after a full, impulsor. a full health impulser. A full health impulser with the invulnerable 4 up. Uh after all of my dice without arch contaminator near him. Right. He's only rerolling once. I did thirteen mortal wounds mm-hmm. and a total of eighteen regular wounds at two damage each.
2: Yeah. So, well, no, that was after that was after failed, save. so oh, was had, after failed saves. So that was after He had uh, thirty-one feel no pains. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, thirty-one feel no pains. <laughs> no big deal. So I mean, that was disgusting and sure, like it takes a lot of janky synergy from like the biology's future fire to the chaos lord to the stuff like that. Sure, but nothing can survive that. We worked it out. Like it would take down an imperial knight easily, easily. And then later on, like in the game, like I I fell back with some flies that were tying up a Judicar mm-hmm. and threw like three grenades at him. So I used one CP so everyone could throw a grenade, only chose three of them to throw grenades and the other seven shot someone else. Mm-hmm. But that Judicar was dead. He was dead dead. And it's really nice just having a point and click unit where I can be like, I want that dead. It's going to be dead. Um, I made some mistakes with moving units and trying to, like, for some reason, not thinking my Plague Marines could actually kill a unit when I just saw them blow up half of, like, a quarter of his <laughs> army. So I moved some backup when I should have moved it over there. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of things, like the drill. Like, my beautiful drill should have blown up an Impulsor. Oh, man. But, you know, every time you roll anything but a 1, it's going to be the time that you roll a 1. Sure. But I really do love right now that I can command point reroll that. It makes it a lot more important for it to happen like if i get a two plus yes it goes off i'm not like okay let me save a cp just in case it doesn't go off right it takes like a lot of the tension away so that was a lot of fun um it was a great game though um i had a lot of fun with nate playing uh he's kind of one of the very few people i play with right now yeah um and and in general it was nice to see him being a little happier about it so the last time we played uh he brought an eighth edition list pretty much to the game Uh, um yeah and it just it didn't kind of go well at all and just to kind of see like he was making some really good plays really good choices and he ended up like i said End up winning seventy four seventy, Or, you know, we're going to put an asterisk against that because he cheated for the secondaries. And that's (laughs) that's all we can say. Um, I ordered some more Hullbreakers, the terrible Galaprox unit. Yep. Uh, So I'm going to use those guys as Chaos Spawn because they're amazing models, uh, and I'm not going to let them have terrible rules get in the way of me using them.
2: Hell yeah. I like the guy who's a fisherman. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: dude, they're all great. And then you have, like, the Cthulhu one. Yep. Like where he's part squid and then you have the fish. Oh, yeah, guy.
2: A, I think that's the guy I'm talking about. Oh yeah. He's got
0: like a fish hook in his back. Oh yeah, That's rad. But I like one's a butcher. One's a fish yep. person. Yep. Oh a I, fishmonger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like what the other one is candlestick maker. Uh, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. No. God damn it.
2: Yeah. I walked into that one. That's fine. <laughs> You've been reading, <laughs> yeah. been reading a lot of children's books lately. I have been reading a lot
0: of children's books lately. I also converted up a corn Lord. Yeah. He looks baller. Man. He's, he's amazing. I've just I kind of, I saw the Judicar. And I'm like, I can make chaos. I like, I liked the the hanging over the shoulder like relaxed look, so I kind of butchered one of the a- Age of Sigmar corn kits and the Judicar kit and a couple of Nurgle bits, a couple of Berserker bits, and I think I, we were talking earlier. I'm making corn uh, my aperitif to Death Guard. Nice, okay. So I mean, they're still all gonna be purple and gold because you, know, sure. you know, pay what you know. But yeah, like, yeah. the different aesthetic, even just between the two chaos factions, is just gonna be very. Nice. That'll be nice. Yeah, I'm gonna surprise you, Danny. My corn stuff. It's going to be all like weird close combat jank. What? Which is like my death card. It's all weird close combat jank.
2: <laughs> that sounds like synergy, Chuck. So, such synergy.
0: Uh, so, yeah, as I primed a Lord of Skulls. I have that guy going. Oh, yeah. I see him up there. Um, I have, uh, I've got some blood crushers that I'm going to make. And just, <laughs> uh, I just need a, a death Guard break. Uh, not from playing because I'm still having a ton of fun with him. But I think in the past, <laughs> two months three months i've painted about four or five thousand points of death card. i have done a lot of death card painting man so i think i just need to take a break uh, and move away because i'm that's looking fair. at i have 10 blight lords on my desk they're like half done uh and yeah. i'm like <sighs> sometimes you get stuck on a unit sometimes you yeah. know so
2: it's good to take a break
0: it is so i'm going to take a break and, and paint up my corn guy uh but yeah that's all we've been up to uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come on back and i guess we'll get our popular segment out of the way and we're going to talk about some more characters nice
2: do you have a single wound, a standard bolt gun, having trouble maintaining an acceptable Xenos kill count, only barely over 2 meters tall? Maybe it's time to ask your lieutenant if the Rubicon Primaris is right for you. The Rubicon Primaris is a prescription process that helps you to update that tired look. You may notice an increase in your purging abilities after two to, within 2-4 to four hours. You may experience loss of life, additional organs, and a points increase. Do not take the Rubicon if you plan on fitting into rhinos, drop pods, or other traditional vehicles. The Rubicon Primaris is not intended for second founding chapters. The Rubicon Primaris is for use on genetically enhanced super soldiers over the age of 800 only. You are encouraged to report negative side effects to your company's apothecary. The Rubicon Primaris. Because sometimes plot armor is just not enough.
0: The worst character in Warhammer forty thousand ever.
1: Kill yourself. <laughs> Damn!
0: Right. Who would have thought that Brantbot would make it onto my soundboard so quickly? <laughs> Me,
2: for one. Um, yeah, fu- Brantbot has been fully integrated, fully integrated with Babies First Soundboard. <laughs> it's good run flawlessly it's even shaped like an l now it's perfect it's just so you know what, what he thinks of you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: oh, believe me i'm sure we know now um <laughs> welcome back everyone uh we're here for our uh most favorite segment uh this is the worst characters in 40k ever i um, purely based on tabletop performance background story Personal opinion. Yes. Vicious rumors. Yep. All those things. All of these things uh, come into this. So far, we have five. Uh, we had six. Uh, the avatar of Kane was knocked off last week. Thank God. Um, still, though, Thazar, Necron Pirate. Uh, I had a beautiful graphic made up for it. Um, but Office Depot was very good with the copyright laws. And I really empath- Very well versed. Very well versed. And they wouldn't print it out because the picture I found on Pinterest uh, apparently belonged to someone else so 3d printers uh i know rude i know what the feels is um but yeah uh, so Thazar, our necron pirate is still number one uh if you don't know who he is uh, we're gonna have our our video of the audio coming out pretty soon in that one because that was before we upgraded to to the wonders of video um this week comes from a very special little boy denny Mm uh you actually suggested this one right
2: uh yeah, or did many people? Suggest I don't know. This one? I feel like maybe somebody gave me the idea to do this guy, and I was like, oh yeah, that guy's got to make it on there. Because now, just spoilers. I mean, if you haven't read the title or
0: even the description of the podcast, um, it's another Tau. Uh, so we went from all Imperium all the time, right, to Goatfish uh, after party,
2: <laughs> not to be confused with Goat Sea. Go, goat Sea. <laughs> That's like
0: the highest ethereal in the Ooh. tower now is Goat Sea. Then that, the uh,
2: now <laughs> the Joe's pheromone start trail that that, that that guy leaves is very potent.
0: Now, last episode, we talked about uh, Shizo Kais um, from the Dawn of War games. Correct. Uh, he managed to be worse than Inquisitor Karamazov, but not quite as bad as Kato Sakari. So he's sitting at a four yep. right now.
2: Which is high. Which, is, like. which is pretty high. Uh, but tell us about this week's uh, challenger to the top five worst. All right. So today, our worst character, in, or this week, or this episode—I don't know, whatever. whatever. This yeah. video segment, Anva. We're talking about <laughs> Anva today. Let's go over Anva. All right. So this guy. Um. I'm trying I'm trying to even think where to start. Alright, so Ethereals are all douches, right? Like I think we can all agree on that. Like they're awful. They're they're squishy. Nobody likes them. So they are like the leader cast of yeah, the tower. Not right? even other Tau like them, I think. No. Like secretly. That's why I'm a big Farsight Enclaves fan. Is because they're like, oh, ethereals, those guys are garbage. Get them out of here. <laughs> and so the kind of the rumor is, is that ethereals use kind of a pheromone or something to like subvert the consciousness of other Tau and make them loyal to them. Like Pepe Le Pew? Yeah, kind of. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it maybe it has to do with their giant, whole nose. Who knows? <sniffs> their gigantic balls. <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> the, the taint sweat <laughs>
0: attracts the earth cast. I wonder how many balls a Tau has. We got to look up how much goldfish have. All right, so I'm going to well, pause this they're while not, we Google. They're goats. Oh, they're goats. They're goats. They have hooves. Okay. You look at, look at my hooves. Um, yeah, yeah. You. Uh, I'm gonna just going to open another white All claw right. and look this up because I feel yeah, this is going to be a good, a good old Danny Rand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god. All right. So Anva started his life as a normal ethereal. You know, no big deal. But he was eminently inspiring for some reason. Who knows. And so he lived for a long time and lived to be so old uh, that he needed a chair. Like a mobility scooter? Yeah. So he's got, so he's like kind of the Tau version of Karmazov. Okay. (laughs) One muscly arm? Yeah, one muscly arm.
0: Uh, Goats, by the way, have two uh, large, well-formed, fully functional, equal-sized testes and a single scrotum. Oh, that's nice. And they are very large.
2: I'm not going to show the camera. but Yeah. yeah. Dude, I thought that was an udder. No. Yeah. No, that's a man udder. <laughs> <It's, yeah>. <laughs> <Montana> <laughs> anyway, udders. Uh, <laughs> so in... Goldfish have testes on the inside. Oh, because they're fish. That's fair. Yeah, um, but anyway, Anvar. Uh, sorry, he, yeah. Back onto back away from balls. Back to Anvar. He, he, he had
0: a or is very sort of topic? low low class upbringing, and the upper echelon yeah. of Tao society. So uh,
2: he uh, talked about how they were going to beat like an Orkwa. Like that was like his that was like his big come, like or big like moment in the sun. That's how he got famous, and he predicted that it would happen. Man, he predicted that an orc would fight. Well, he it. predicted that the T'au would win against the orcs. Oh. And beat uh Grognik. that's oh. the name of it. Well, that's uh so he predicted 8th edition
0: where an orc Wa <laughs> would lose to a T'au gunline. Every game. No, that's I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's kind of true. Uh <laughs> But yeah, so he predicted uh pulled pulled it out of his no pheromone big deal. 10,000 fire warriors were able to defeat an orc army. Cool. Yeah. Who would have guessed that? They could have <laughs> sat back and shot them. They probably did. Yeah. Um. So he kind of like assumed the mantle of high ethereal after the last ethereal took their quote unquote last walk, which I assume they kind of like walk into. Wait, like in the Judge Dredd movie
0: where the judges take the last walk into oh, the bad lands.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, that's probably, that's yeah. probably accurate. Nice. so so we have slight halo vibes uh, oh yeah judge judge dread vibes Mm -hmm. let's just make sure we're we're noting all of the different franchises that this steals from uh also inspired by man he's got quite the hat almost like a pope hat hence his popular name space pope
0: you know crypt hunters uh, which we were lucky enough to get a review (laughs) copy of is a fantastic uh two-player game uh, two or more. I two think. or more. Yeah, find the relic, banish the ghost, save the city. Uh, thank you for this review copy of mm-hmm. uh,
2: Crypt Hunter. So where they lavishly borrow their background from for Tau right? be... Instead of making their own excellent intellectual property like they did with just Crypt, Crypt Hunter. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so... And he, like, backs Shadow Sun and everything like that. Anyway, so basically this guy is, like... You would say Space Pope, right? Right. Because you look at his hat and you go, oh, Pope. He's got right? a big Pope hat. No, yeah, dude. Pope Mobile. Space Hitler.
0: Space Hitler? Space Hitler, man. Hitler didn't have a funny hat. He had a funny haircut. It,
2: well, how do you know that just wasn't his hat? That was like his... Uh... <laughs> he could have been bald, dude. You don't even know. He Whoa. could've be, be a toupee. Blew my mind. Um <laughs> no dude uh what do they call that yeah it's like peacocking like pickup artists yeah. you know like that's his that's his flair or whatever like he's got that hat that's how he gets the.
0: <laughs> yeah that's how that's he, gets, how he gets, the- gets
2: all the hot aircast chicks uh just kidding he was really into earthcast uh anyway uh so so he is he like rises to power becomes the supreme ethereal right supreme leader yeah. right supreme leader not like Iran at all. No, no, not at all. Not even a little bit. Um, but since Ethereals use like subjugation on all the Tau, I mean, effectively they are, uh, I mean, they are dictators. Oh, yeah. Ethereals are, For sure. Right? I mean, just like every, every other leader in 40K.
0: But it's kind of like just, you know, although millions of you will die, it'll ensure that us 30 The can greater live. good.
2: The greater good. And we are greater than you, so we will be good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Societally, we are greater, so we are good. And so, like, there was some some questions on whether or not, like, maybe he kind of uh, sped along the last, like, Supreme Ethereals, like Demise or Last Walk. Like, Ooh, did like, he get a, I think little, he was a little spicy. A little assassination accent. I wonder what goats are allergic to. And so... Nothing, dude. <laughs> did, did they eat go, in cans. <laughs> Much like Ethereals. <laughs> We're just making up our own fluff now. Yeah. Um, and so his I, – I think it was some of his ideas to, like, keep freezing and unfreezing, like, some of the uh, – uh, like, the great Tao war leaders, like Farsight and Shadow Sun and uh, this butthole. Um, and so, like, they would keep freezing and unfreezing, these guys. Um, and he, he, he isn't, like – I'm trying to think of a good word. He's too good to have a bodyguard of, like, normal Tao. Oh, for sure, because he's supreme leader. Yeah, so do you know what his bodyguard is? What's his bodyguard? Other ethereals.
0: <laughs> Aren't they terrible fighters, though? They're
2: th- well, I mean, they're like, yeah, they're bad fighters. Yeah. yeah. They have like big sticks. He just
0: wants to hang out they're with... They're
2: not his- even sharp, John. He wants to hang out with his friends. He doesn't want to be like supreme <laughs> leader.
0: He didn't want to be supreme leader. They're he was definitely forced to because his boys. dad made him. And he was like, well, I just want to hang out with my buddies." like, fine, they'll be your bodyguard. And all the elite like riptide suits and
2: things that you would want as a bodyguard. Right. Away. So he tells Farsight, like, hey, go out, do the uh, do the third expansion, like like increase the size of the talent Empire. Farsight's like rad. He gets out there, he's like, Man, fuck Ethereals, they suck. <laughs> and so was immediately En-Va is like, Man, fuck Farsight. <laughs> Did <laughs> was Farsight at all intimidating by the height of the
0: Ethereal's hat?
2: No, dude, he's in he's inside of a inside of a crisis suit, so he can't fit a hat of right. that size. Well, and so that's one of the big disadvantages in tech technology <laughs> is, is they that can't, you can't fit giant. You hats. can't wear a hat on the inside of your robot suit. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, uh, I that's didn't. That's canon. It's canon now. Yeah, as well as <laughs> <laughs> the cans, literally can non, <laughs> can nom. Oh, that's so know. bad.
0: Why did I yeah. delete the oh, awesome?
2: <laughs> um. Anyway, so during the Kill yourself. Yes. I I totally deserve that. Um so during the uh so this progresses, he maintains he's he keeps a stranglehold on leadership of the Tao for a long sure, time. Sure, it
0: really helps when all of the other leadership are your bodyguards right. and you probably Oh no, an
2: assassin. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that later. Okay. Um so he like he unfree he unthaws Shadow Sun. And it's like, all right, Shadow Sun, like you're the new you're the new uh poster child for the Tau Empire. Like, I'm gonna need you to be real inspiring. She's like, all right. Cause I don't have a choice because I'm your mental slave. Oh. Right? Yeah. Like uh Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man. Correct. It's exactly like Demolition Man. Tower, basically Demolition Man. So like Sylvester
0: Stallone would be like Farsight. Right. Yes. It's because exactly. of the corrupt
2: system. <laughs> Or wait, no, would Wesley Snipes be like Farsight?
0: No, because Wesley Snipes has got those mental blocks put in so he can't harm like the other oh, guy. He has to follow right, orders, right? right and right. he I knows forgot. how to knit. Yeah. And the greatest line from Demolition Man, shit, auto inflate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so anyway, uh Demolition Man, Halo. Um uh, Um so this kind of, like, his story, you would think it comes to a conclusion during the Damocles Gulf incident where, like, you know, Raven Guard and the Imperials are fighting against um, Tau expansion. I'm pretty sure this is fifth expansion. Yeah. Because um, the fourth spear got lost, right? Right, they got sucked into the warp and, like, appeared halfway across the galaxy and started their own Tau empire, but with demons. Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: with nah. Sorry, with demonic possession and the warp, that was their... Oh, and uh, racial intolerance, that too. <laughs> Because they slaughtered all their auxiliaries, man. Yeah, greater good, man. It's, it's all for the greater Could good.
0: Could you imagine the orientation day where you have humans beside croup, I had Vespid, beside bloodletters and plague bearers?
2: <laughs> it's real awkward, real fast. Beasts
0: of Nurgle who just want to play, no, no, Terry, stop trying to touch people. You're going to murder them. Stop licking them.
2: That is against the greater good. <laughs> That's. Please refer to your sexual harassment book. <laughs> no licking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: Tau orientation would be lame. It'd be really, it'd, it'd be, be really oh, bad. Suck, man. All yeah, right. Damocles. So
2: Damocles Gulf. Um, the uh, the Imperials send uh, an assassination or a, like an execution force. An execution force. One yeah. of
0: each flavor, like a Neapolitan ice cream of death.
2: Right. So uh, I think they send one after An-Shi, uh Farsight, at Shadow Sun, and Anva. So Anva. Uh, draws the easiest one to kill, right? The Kalexis. Like, sure. there's not a Psyker. Like, why should he be scared of that? Right. Well, he hits, he's hitting on sixes, so. Well, that that might be tough when <laughs> you don't have any guns. Oh, shit. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Then he's, be afraid. So, the Calexis, uh kills him. Oh. I did read a little bit of his uh, little Wikipedia entry there. Uh, yeah.
2: I did read that he ran away like a little bitch. Oh, he tried. Well, I mean, he, he you know, hovered, hovered away. Hovered away on his little scoot scoot. Yeah, because he g- <laughs> on the Scooty
0: Puff Junior, Scooty Puff Junior, and then like I, it, it, he got it stuck. So I'm imagining yeah. like <laughs> that mobility scooter at Walmart, like high centered on the high centered on the on the end cap, <laughs> and he had to like walk away from the the mall security that's chasing him at that point
2: slowly, slowly. <laughs> Just kidding. That Calexus definitely had a, seg- oh, yeah. a segue.
0: I also enjoyed the fact that it said the se- uh, the segue. The the Kalexis made the death not slow. Uh, no, not painless. No, it was
2: it was painful.
0: <laughs> like I feel that you are that Calexus assassin. Mm,
2: God, I wish. But yeah. Uh, on va, oh, yeah. Sorry, I was just uh fantasizing about about his death. So he dies, but that's not the end for it for this guy, right? It's just like any good comic book series when you die, you're not really dead, right? Oh, he came back. I didn't read that far. Oh, no, okay, John. Well, he didn't come back. That's the thing. The towel made him into a hologram. Wait, what, like, so that you can continue to use on Va in games, he's a hologram of the original, and he's an AI personality. Yeah, sure. Or, like, Little Sebastian.
0: I guess if, like, he has his Scooty Puff Jr. floating around anyway, it's probably easy enough to hide a hologram generator. Right, and
2: the bodyguards are really just ethereals, like, pushing the buttons. That's That's how I think.
0: Oh, well, maybe, yeah, ooh. Okay, so yeah, Anva's ghost is, is on deck. Is he
2: a ghost? He is, or is he just a stupid computer program? I mean, he could just be brand bots. Kill yourself. Damn it's damn Anvar. The, st- the resemblance is striking. <laughs> 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 and the rest of the tower, like, oh man, should we listen to this guy? I mean, he's not just a hologram, right? No, yeah, absolutely. But though. he is. He is like that guy's like
0: three centuries old. <laughs> he's looks which like- is like the oldest how in the in forever. Yeah, forever. Anyway. Uh, so let's play some here. So Anva. He's, uh, garb- he's so garbage. All right. So Inquisitor Karmazov, uh, old muscly arm himself. All right.
2: So to be totally honest with you, yeah. I like Inquisitor Karmazov more than I like Anva. I think Anva displaces Inquisitor. In- okay.
0: So we have Inquisitor our Inquisitor big arm. <laughs> big arm. Muscly arm. The Hermit is, um, Crab Inquisitor. And look at the thumbnail for the Inquisitor Karamazov video and you'll you so notice that thing there. Um, so we're going to put him at least fifth. Now it's the Battle of the Goat Boys. Oh, man.
2: It's a real goat
0: off. It's it's the upper class. It's the 1% versus the 99. Oh, man. It's a Baron Zemo versus the Winter Soldier.
2: Man, I got that reference, and I'm really proud of you for making that. Thank that you. Was, that was really solid. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just what I do. Is Va worse than Caius? That's
2: tough, man. Yeah. I don't know if I have a good answer for this. I don't know if I don't. What, what do you think?
0: So Caius is a product of his time. So he's terrible because they froze him fully conscious and keep waking him up for stupid missions. Right. Or little paragraph blurbs at the side where you're like, oh, I recognize that guy. Um, On Va uh, is just generally a piece of shit, I think. Uh, I mean, he caused all kinds of horrible, like, mass He's the one who turned Farsight against the Tao Empire. I know. So I think he's worse than Kai. I agree. I agree. Uh, this is the real tough one as no, we move it, him up to it's four. It's not that tough. Uh, Kito Sicarius versus Anva. Who's no, worse? C- C- Secarius is worse. He's way worse. He's way worse. Yeah. So that's now our top five. Um, Thazar uh, maintains his number one. is stranglehold he's be so hard to hard knock to beat. Uh, look
2: who he has Look who you have to get through.
0: Look who you have to be worse than. So you have to be worse than a Necron pirate. Kaldar Drago, and Kato Sicarius to crack into the top three of worst characters. Um, we have some amazing listener suggestions coming in who who I think have some pretty good opportunities yeah, so. to crack that. Um, but we're going to keep on with these. Let us know if you have any suggestions for, for worst sure. character. Um, real quick before we go away. I had this as a separate segment, but okay. let's just do it here real quick. While yeah, we're
1: sure. Doing it. <clears throat> <laughs> I'll blow a hole in you with my...
0: Corrections and omissions. <laughs> Man, people really like Kato Sicarius. Uh that blows me away. I didn't think anybody actually liked him. So the weird thing is, so the most of the comments on the videos and emails that I've got about it have been Except def-
2: for our friend Cam. Cam likes Kato Sicarius. Uh,
0: have so. been defending Kato Sicarius. Why though? Um so What's wrong with you people? Yeah, well, one of the comments I got here was need lovely heart eyes kissy face heart 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 from someone who I assume is a bot. Um, so <laughs> thank you for that. Nice. Uh, we got a comment. He said, "It is I, Kato Sicarius, master swordsman, devastatingly handsome champion of Ultramar, best drop pod marine, never failing at anything." in I, Kitoscarius, love how you tried to make I, Kitoscarius, look bad with this video, but as usual, it just made I, Kitoscarius, champion of Ultramar, look even better. Uh, Twitch replied with, my dude, you, Kato Sicarius, had to be saved by a guardsman fighting a demon. Chill.
2: <laughs> uh, is and then, when, like, your biggest accomplishment is beating a robot gorilla. Uh, we have mob rules. The only people who complain about nepotism
0: are the ones from families that aren't clever enough to take advantage of it themselves. That said, you did a good job of showing off how cool Kato Sicarius is, even though that was the opposite intent. Uh, which I got to reply with, he's so cool he can beat us to ten, but then got punked by a destroyer lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, people really love Kato. I don't get it. Uh, it's and then we talked about it. It's like he has the unique job of being built up character wise, and he should be interesting because he is obviously the number one choice to take over as chapter master when Kalgar passes. But yeah, but that's impossible because that's impossible because Galgar is also a giant Mary Sue. Yeah, um, and he, he's actually got a real good chance. <laughs> oh to man, crack that the top is three. a good that, yes. But like the way Ultramarines promote their chapter masters, it would be the first company captain or captain who Ag- is Agamemn, Agamemn, uh, who is much less cool. So, like, that's actually, like, I like Agamemn. Yeah, well, it's that's the struggle. He knows right. he's the best, but he'll never be where he needs to be i That's think so sad if they tapped into that aspect of his character more 100 on board right it, but instead we have a Katos scarys who is just supremely confident in who he is arrogant about his skills just wins giant, every battle giant douche and he's like oh yeah i have these problems i don't care i want to see it affect him i want to see him bothered that, that he can't go where he deserves to be
2: yeah and well and like make him more human right yeah and i think that that is really the mark of a, of a well-written character.
0: But until that happens, he's staying at third.
2: So, yeah, no thank you. Yep. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament.
1: First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress
2: me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it, from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. PCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best?
0: Oh, we're back and just, uh, so just enough time to wrap up. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some of our friends in the Rogue Trader Now I know. Yeah,
2: man, they've been doing some great stuff Wait, Man,
0: some of their best episodes have been their last ones. Um, can I just say the last episode of the Dangly Boys was the single best episode they've done so far. Was it huh? because I was on it? Oh, you were on that? <laughs> That's crazy that, yeah, you, uh, you were on the Dangly Boys episode <laughs> talking about kind of how to start with Necrons. It
2: really went from okay <laughs> to A+. Plus. To pretty good. It was pretty good, whereas I managed (laughs)
0: to uh, lower the quality of our NZ40 Chabal, which I... They corrected me on by the way. I said oh, Kibbal, and they oh, said Cheval. Okay. So that's oh, did they? I believe it's canon now. Man, <laughs>
2: um, you, you you made a thing happen. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I I, I hung out with our friends from New Zealand on uh, then forty Chabot, just talking about ninth edition, some nice. of the changes and things like that. I had a lot of fun with them, um, and those are those two recent episodes you can listen to. Um, also, High de Terra did uh, a yeah.
2: They just came out with an episode. Uh, I haven't. It's it's on my backlog. Uh, I'm finishing up the episode of Daily Boys that I'm listening to where they recap uh seth and shelby's tournament experience at the almost gt oh yeah yeah. the one that uh seth won which was su- it was super good listening that was a great episode
0: um
2: okay. <laughs> you're right you're right sorry i was i was Could over be on playing. brand uh, but then uh, <laughs> but definitely high lords is on my it's on my.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> high lords is next on my list now the episode that i was on uh for dangly boys we kind of go over like a baseline look at necrons yeah um so like where they're at Um, where we think they might be going um, kind of some of the leaked rules that have come out and kind of going over that stuff and like, It's almost like a how-to on how to start playing Necrons. Yeah, which is super nice because there's a lot of players right now with new Necron armies uh, that don't have
0: that codex yet, and it's going to really help chronicle, and then I think Dangly Boys is going to chronicle the experience of Shelby. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's uh, one of the Dangly Boys down there who is kind of getting Necrons and learning to get good, Mm -hmm. um, like me, but with better help, obviously. (laughs) Thanks, Danny. It's just okay. (laughs) <laughs> just okay, help. Yeah, it's just okay. Help. Um, and like I said, I, I got to talk to the NZ Forty Cabal guys about some of my experiences playing. Yeah. Uh, they, they haven't played a lot of games, uh, obviously, because they're they're uh, they're back on lockdown. Back on lockdown yeah. right now. So some of like the ninth experience, ninth edition changes. Things we've been up to and kind of my thoughts on Death Guard, which are obviously my kind of my jam right now. But that was a super fun time. Uh, nice. Danny, also heard yourself out. You've been on Bastion Faction a bunch recently, uh, a couple times.
2: Uh, yeah, Just once so far. I think we're, we're going to record another Faction Focus coming up uh, here. For Faction Focuses for 9th edition. Yep. Um, so everyone, some Danny's
0: hot takes uh, before I know. Codex has come. You can check them out there. Very excited about this one. Uh, very excited. Uh, our Discord keeps on pumping along. Oh, oh my god, they're sweet. so great, man. so great! And we had a couple of great new pa- uh, patrons here joining our Discord. Um, some amazing hobby progress coming along, dude. Lots of Blood Bowl talk, which I'm starting to get happy about. I gotta say, yeah, like I've been playing a lot so of Blood Bowl.
2: I downloaded Blood Bowl. Oh, you I, did? I've, play. I've been playing it. It's really good. It's pretty fun.
0: It's pretty fun. Like the animations alone, just make it's.
2: It. Yeah, I need to. So I need to finish the campaign. Uh, and then I'm going to, I'm probably going to start like a, a, a dark elf league or something like that. Cause hell I, yeah. I really want to play dark elves so there. Let like me my know my when champ. you do and I will jump in on that. Oh, hell yeah, terrible. dude. That'd and be then, awesome.
0: And then Josh will also jump in there too. Oh, cool. Man, um, that's dope. Uh, we talked about sort of like some of the challenges people are having kind of facing the the new edition of the game where everything is the same, but completely different. Right. Um, and like I said, it really clicked for me this week and sometimes it just takes time to kind of realize that, yeah, the rules are pretty much the same. There's one or two minor differences. But yes. those missions, uh, they make everything so, so so different.
2: Yeah, this brings up a good point, right? This is one of those additions where addition fatigue can become extremely like uh, problematic. Right? Sure. So, like, whereas uh, the jump from seventh to eighth was a complete rewrite, everything changed. Like, almost nothing stayed the same. Whereas from eight to ninth is kind of more of like a correction, right? So, like, I think, I think, yeah, and when I say edition fatigue, I mean like rules bleed. So, like, uh, rules that seem like uh, they belong in this edition, but actually were from last edition.
0: And like, it happens to me a lot. And it, like, even towards the tail end of eighth edition, where I was making lists and adding like um, a vanguard in there because I thought the battalions only had th- like three elite slots, but oh, for right. eighth edition, they had six. And that's mm-hmm. something again, because in seventh, it was like that, I just assumed right all the way along. Um, so, because it's so similar, there is a lot of that. What that's I'm true. seeing is the GT Twenty Twenty Tournament Pack mm-hmm. makes the game play the way it does. Now, yes. what I want to see: Do we get a GT Twenty Twenty One Tournament Pack in December? I think it's gotta, with the got with the standard to. chapter approved, or is that release log going to be when the weird Bring Your Own Terrain book comes out?
2: Ooh, that's a good. That's a good question. I don't know. So we
0: all know, but we're gonna see. Um, yeah. But it's really gonna it's it's a nice way to do it because every year you can reset the balance through missions and points exactly,
2: and as and long both as, of them at the same time right. right and how like okay last year remember I my prediction sure you're was that tape. there was that there was going to be remember we made predictions in mm-hmm. the new year of what stuff was going to come out and I or and I thought or maybe it was right before Christmas and I thought that they were going to write a mission pack yeah. Dude, and they did. And they I'm did. so happy that they're doing this. Like, I think that's a great way to rebalance the sure. game and make sure that
0: everything stays fresh. And assuming that we, we go back to any kind of normal where we can travel and there's massive events like LVO, LVO is going to be such a weird place game-wise because Dude. if you have the 2021 mission pack coming out in December... And plus then, points changes. Plus points changes coming in December and then the biggest major in the world coming up a month later... The lists right. they're going to be bizarre, they're going to be bizarre, and I'm really excited for LVO to be the birthplace of like some really bizarre, cool things. Um, so, yeah, like it's not going to be like before where like, yeah, we had the Breviathan build that came up with last LVO. And although kind of chapter approved, like changed some of the points and made right. the change around like the bases of the list stayed
2: the like same. Like the champions missions have been the champions missions for months by that point. So everybody knew how to play. Right. And like what they were supposed to do. But have you completely changed all of the missions? Oh, man. A month before. So I think LVO is kind of where we establish the baseline for the meta, like yeah. the upcoming tournament meta for the rest of the year. Um, and so it, it it will be super interesting if it happens, for what gets like what gets codified, like what comes out, what kind of gets written in stone as being like amazing or overpowered. And then whether or not Games Workshop like immediately fixes that, like in March with the, or whatever their like, spring, the spring after yeah, mm-hmm. who knows?
0: I mean it kind of works because it gives them that data from LVO to yep fix plus like rtt's and gt's are going in the meantime Mm -hmm. but like the single biggest data aggregator for them in lvo makes sense to build around absolutely um so yeah that's exciting that it's coming out like that so i i kind of turned a corner this week and like i said we were talking about it where i'm like okay i assume primary uh based on my build Mm -hmm. i build for secondary and then when i play the game i'm playing to deny you your secondary
2: yeah i think that's i think that's solid um, and
0: that's kind of how I view it right now. Okay. But
2: give it a couple months, new books yeah, come it may, out. And maybe it may be, that'll change. We I mean, we're going to have, like, because we have probably the biggest change in overall 40K is a new Space Marine Codex always, yeah. right? And so a new Space Marine Codex is coming in October, and it's going to not only change normal Space Marines, so that's White Scars, uh, Iron Hands, uh, Salamanders. Imperial Fists. Imperial Fists. Ultramarines. Uh, ultramarines, right? So it changes that stuff. But it also seems like it's including Dark Angels, Blood Angels, Space Wolves, Death Watch. Yep. So that's how many armies that are getting huge changes But On
0: top of that, it also changes um, Grey Knights. It also changes guard.
2: Potentially. Yeah. It also, with the weapons changes. All the Imperial armies,
0: plus most of the Chaos armies. Most of the Chaos armies are going to be changing in some sense or form. Right. And the way that they're rolling it out makes me think that, yeah, we already kind of assumed from what we heard the Death Guard was going to be coming out soon with a new book, like pretty soon after these two. But the Chaos books and the Grey Knight books can't be far behind. No. Because yeah, of the size of the changes that are coming from this.
2: So I see those those two, right? Like, mm-hmm. like Thousand Sons, Death Guard, Chaos Space Marines, Grey Knights... But also new supplements for Dark Angels, Blood Angels, Space yep. Wolves, and Death Watch. Especially Death Watch. They need one real bad. Yeah. So it's going to
0: be a real interesting six months uh, yeah. release-wise. Because we're starting to see some of the, the the COVID backup coming out here. where Like we have boxes coming out where codexes should already be out, I feel. Yep. Yep. Um, we're, we're starting to kind of see weird things like that. So there's going to come a point where they just have to kind of rip off the Band-Aid and unclog the the blockage. So I think there's going to be a few codexes where they're just going to rapid fire release, which I think with a release like space Marines, you can. Right. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of clearing coming out this last six months. That's awesome. I'm very excited for the Hopefully. next six month, man. Hopefully it should be super good. Yeah. Um, Which kind of plug, what do you want to talk about?
2: Uh. So uh, you can check me out on mob rules. <laughs> yeah. uh, be sure to, yeah. Listen to mob rules. Uh, if it's, an, it. a, it's
0: it's it's a good podcast yeah it's not okay it's good it's better than okay uh, and then all of our other rogue trader network friends of course oh, man. dangly boys yep. uh, with their southern charm and uh, southern tournament scene which is just uh like has such a great quality of player down there yeah uh, the- <laughs> We did address that. That was pretty great. Uh, that's the, the, really good. Uh, then uh, the NZ40 Shabal. Mm-hmm. If they make me pronounce the Z as hard and presenting the K as soft. Um, You'll do it. I'll do it. I'm a madman. I know. And then, of course, um, the High Lords High of Terra, Lords of Terra yep. uh, And then rounding out the network. Check out all of those shows. It's all good content and okay content. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much that's all I have. I think um, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Check us out on YouTube. Look at our, our look at our stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's um, it's
2: okay. It's, no, no, dude. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um we have to uh yeah, it would be nice. Uh like we, we've got some new equipment thanks to our Patreons. Yes. Um, so we'd like to start shooting some more videos. Yeah. Um, so look forward to some additional YouTube content in the future. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting there. And I guess thank you to all of our amazing patrons. Oh my God. They're the best. Like, yeah. Our
0: community is awesome. Like it's, we have like a dollar tier, a $5 tier. I like to remind people what they could have bought for a dollar instead. Of right. You know, a our candy wool. bar. Yeah, candy bar. A yeah, soda. Soda. Coffee. You know, maybe like a little treat for your, your, your significant John's other, like mom. a flower or something like that. <laughs> there is not a 50 cent here, excuse you. Oh,
2: sorry, John's mom twice.
0: Um, Danny and I are also guest judging right now for the latest round of submissions oh, right. for cold open stories. Yeah. So we're going to read and judge other people's work because that's where I do best. Man. Not creating my own work. Judgment. But, but judging other people's. So yeah. I'm not even recording this. And we're like finger winking <laughs> and like finger gun and winking at the camera. That's how professional we are we're right now. So professional. I'm still wearing this goddamn tie the, the, <laughs> the whole time,
2: dude, dude. You really commit to a shtick when you when you do you've it. You've got to. Yeah. I
0: mean, you better believe the next time I see Singer that I'm going to be wearing a tie with Hell a t-shirt yeah. or maybe even no shirt.
2: No, nope. that would be a power move. Just
0: just a tie and a suit jacket. Please do that in shorts. sport shorts. Uh, yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter. Hey John Q. follow Daniel on Twitter villicate 5. Um,
2: I might even post something. Who might knows? even post something. Who knows <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs>
0: Who knows? I'm just really sarcastic. I think all I've really posted this past couple of weeks is retweeting people posting about rogue trader. I'm oh. being like, oh, this must be the grimdark aesthetic everyone wants to go back to. Oh, man.
2: Those are so great, dude. Every time you post one of those in our chat, it cracks me up every time.
0: Because, like, I get these, like, edgelords who are like, man, we're losing the grimdark. has got to be like the good old days. Like, man, when I came into this game, like, all the bra- bases were bright green. The orcs <laughs> talk like Londoners who were, like, football hooligans. <laughs> like, dude, this guy's literal weapon is like a fart rocket. And I'm like, right. where's the grimdark? You're a big orc warlord? Gazgul Thraka is a joke name off of Margaret Thatcher, the British <laughs> Prime Minister. What fucking Grimdark are we going back to here? It's the third edition. I mean,
2: look at any pictures of first edition Blood Bowl and I think you'll have all of the answers Man, that you need. It's
0: third edition edge Lords, which is also the name of my Blood Bowl team. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah. Third edition edge
0: Lords. they're going to be Wood Elves. <laughs> that's <laughs> that is solid. solid. Yeah, that is out of character. Um, but anyway... <laughs> Uh, That's all I have. That's all Danny has. Yep. Um, I'll remember to post videos this week, um, and then we will be back in two weeks. Two weeks. For more... So back. For more worst character, possibly best weapons in 40K. Oh, oh, yeah. New segment, guys. New segment. Uh, We're going to have some more jank uh, Uh to, to kind of promote some of those little love models that need homes Mm -hmm. uh, and also ones i'm trying to sell Uh, (laughs) and then all of the other usual fun but uh for mob rules i've been john i've been danny and we'll uh, see you next time
1: Hello darkness, my old friend, I've come to talk with you again, because a vision softly creeping, left its seeds while I was sleeping, and the vision that was planted in my brain, still remains, within the sound of silence, in restless dreams I walked alone, narrow streets of cobblestone, neath the halo of a street lamp, I turned my collar to the cold and damp, when my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light, that split the night, and touched the sound of silence, and in the naked light I saw, ten thousand people, maybe more, people talking without speaking, people hearing without listening, people writing songs that voices never share, and no one dared, disturb the sound of silence, fools, said I, you do not know, silence, like a cancer, grows, hear my words that I might teach you, take my arms that I might reach you, but my words, like silent raindrops fell, and echoed in the wells, of silence, and the people bowed and prayed, to the neon god they made, and the sign flashed out its warning, in the words that it was forming, and the sign said, the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls and tenement halls and whispered in the sounds of silence. Well, Who the fuck left Rambot
0: on? Sorry. <laughs>